following recording is from my TP Crisis Group, where parents come together for my support and guidance. Please note that all parents under my care have been sent to me by their Das Tyra, who commit to remain involved in the entire process to guide and pass in any shyless that come up. Please note that the voices have been digitally altered to protect privacy. <laughs> Like most of the parents here, our story started when he was five or six, but we didn't realize it until much later on. We came to Ozzy and told us about it. We picked up on something that was occurring to him when he was that age, but it was years later that something occurred. We, he was a bit of a tough little boy, always got into mischievous situations, so it was nothing new. But uh, between sixth grade and ninth grade, there were five different schools. And every day we wait for that phone call to see what he did today. We get worse and worse, daily basis. And when he was graduating from eighth grade this year, uh, we tried no less than ten to twelve different schools, and not one would say, "Let's check him out." Nothing. It won't work. He got into a school in ninth grade, and that's when everything fell apart. We went for in the past we went to psychologists, psychologists, psychiatrists. Professionals, uh, principals, teachers, advisors, parents, everything we could possibly think of for three, four years, and on and off, on and off, nothing worked. And the teacher would always call us up, he's not paying attention, he's not paying he's dreaming, he's drawing, he's making a little hard, and he's not into the topic, and he's failing, and he's doing it, and so on and so forth. Nobody was there to advise, they, some, some tried, but uh, they didn't really know the the reason or the cause. Until today, he's 16, we don't know the reason is not. Uh, about a little over a year ago, we uh, were referred to Avi, my friend of ours, who had similar situations with two of our sons. <coughs> we came and spent 12 hours listening to him. And uh, before that, we spent two conversations, an hour each, in a period of about four to five months. First conversation for an hour, there was a speaker for me, my wife, and Avi, and we were just blown away by the, what he was telling us, the advice. We didn't hear this before. He was going basically against the grain, against normal parenting, against what everybody's been doing for 6,000 years. He doesn't behave, he'll apologize, he'll, uh, you know, reward, punishment, put him in a room, no dinner, whatever it was. And there was a time, he wants to tell him in Avi that it came to a head on a Friday night. I was downstairs getting ready for Kiddush, and he had a little argument, my son, with one of the other children. And there was some yelling and screaming going on, and he ran upstairs, I chased him, and never in my life I, I, I touched my children, never. I gave him a few smacks, nothing to hurt him, but he was sitting there and he was blown away by it, it was shaking like a leaf. I never saw him like that, except only me and my wife saw him like that when we would drop him off to the Hadi Yeshivot. He was, something was wrong. I take off from work, I would go to work late, me and my wife. We would drop him to the doorway of the school and he would just sit in the car, shaking like a leaf, not wanting to go in, and we didn't know why. We just couldn't pick up on it. There was nothing that we experienced before, or we heard about in stories or in books about, we didn't know. Of course, like all the other parents, we just didn't know what the cause was or what's, what's his problem. We didn't know. There was, was something there, but, and again, till today we don't know what it is. An idea is there, and it exists, but we don't know for sure. So, you know, there, there were times where uh, I remember specifically, now that I'm sitting here, I remember the past. Before we had these good days now, the nightmares that were going on, like everybody already said. Two in the morning, three, I'd be on the couch downstairs, four or five a.m., uh, pacing back and forth, where's my son, where's my son? He'd come in five a.m., and I would talk to him, or scream, or yell, nothing. 
You're talking to the wall, you're talking to a piece of wood. Couldn't care less. <coughs> he would stay in his room for days, not going to school. Could you get up today and go to school? No, not in the mood, leave me alone. Arguments in the morning would take an hour for my wife to wake him up to get him to go to school. Maybe he would go and guarantee three hours later, phone call came in, I saw it, I want to pick it up. He called my wife, she'd pick it up, she'd call me, go pick up my son. That was the ongoing thing for minimum of two years straight like that. But again, we didn't know anything. It was the normal thinking of normal parents, and we were doing right, and the machloket in the house, between me and my wife, and the other kids, and him, and who knows, we couldn't think straight, we couldn't work straight, nothing was, nothing was proper. And we went all over, and we exhausted ourselves. So, so one night, I, I never forget, it was uh, 12, 1 a.m., I thought I saw him outside lurking, he went to the next block with a friend of his, I, I went in my car, I ran after him, I looked at him, I, I see him lurking behind the car, I get out of my car, I went to him, I ran, I ran after him, grabbed him, pushed him into my car, took him home. What did that do? Nothing. Except made situation worse. But again, normal parenting. Not twisted, but normal. Basic stuff that we all learned growing up. Okay. And uh, now, future, I met this subject over here, and uh, we had a talk for 12 hours and a couple conversations before that. Right away, we, we went upon his advice, and we switched everything. He spoke to my children within a week, except for my young ones, 10 years old, 9 years old at the time. But the, the older ones, anywhere from 13 and older, they came up with Avi face to face. He told them what it was all about, how to treat it. And everybody asks, you know, when they first start with Avi, it's going to affect our other children. They're going to be, who knows what, we don't know. I mean, he's going to be watching internet, he's going to be watching movies, he's going to go to movies, go, but he's going to do all the things that go against everything we believe in. And now he's going to do it, but you're going to be feeding it. You're going to buy him the skirts. You're going to buy him the screen, the big screen, 16 screens. You're going to buy him DVDs and take him to movies and shoot pool with him and take him for rides. Where you're, you're enhancing it. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. It goes against the mindset, the brain. Everything we're taught growing up about the Torah, it goes against everything we learned normal. That's why, again, the phrase twisted parenting. So... It doesn't affect these children. In fact, I don't know, two months ago, we were sitting at the table with me and my wife, talking about what to do about a certain circumstance, and we were upset about something, and my 14-year-old tells us, he goes, that's not what Avi's telling you to do. <laughs> <laughs> I told my wife, like, yeah, yeah, beautiful. I have a 14-year-old Avi, you know, it's so beautiful, Hashem. But now, there's no more machloket anymore, you know, it doesn't exist. <coughs> now it's about helping. The other children... Five other brothers and children, they all assist. And when one child asks me for money and I can't give it, and he asks for money, and he asks for a 20 or a 50, and I give him a 30 or a 60, the other kid's looking, and they're not saying, how come I don't get as much? The opposite. They're saying, give him more. Give him as much as you can. I don't mind. And when I tell him, so I just gave out of the son, they said, okay, Bob, no problem. Give us later on when you can. There's no issues. They're helping. My oldest son who rooms with him. He's patient with him. It's beyond, it's amazing. I lose my patience. And he's just, he's 19, 20, and he continues, and the other kids continue to help out. Because they're, they're twisted children. You know? They, they're along with the, the whole plan, the, the whole module, the way it works. 
And you see my son today, and have been instances where it's just mind-boggling the things that three in the morning, it's, it's, it's no longer there. You don't worry about it anymore. He does go out, but mostly he loves to be home. He has his TV, he has his cell phone, bought an expensive cell phone, a year ago, whatever it was, the most expensive one. He watches what he watches. He comes to me and he shows me, Daddy, look at this vine. Uh, and, and at three in the morning, you still get the, the knocking on the door. Three in the morning, he wants to wake you up or whatever it is. Uh, Daddy, can you take me to Avenue U and East 17 to buy a pack of cigarettes? Or 10 o'clock at night, I'm exhausted, I'm in bed. Uh, I'm just, just falling asleep or asleep. Oh, my, my wife, he goes to my wife and she's about to drop. Give me, give me a lift, could you, uh, could you, uh, could you, uh, whatever it is. One morning at whatever time it was, very, very early, I was up, and I was going to shul, and I saw him up, he didn't go to sleep yet. It must have been 4.30, and I was just having a little trouble sleeping that night, so I was on my way to go to shul, I saw him. I said, you know, what are you doing? He goes, where are you going now, Dad? I go, I'm going to shul now. He goes, wow, so early? I go, you know what, Yosef, I'll tell you what, let's go for a drive. He, lo- he wants to drive, he's not in a driver's car. And he can't, he knows he can't, but he... He has had many, many occasions when he's taken the car out. And Baruch Hashem, nothing happened until about a month ago, whatever. But in the meantime, can you take me for a drive, Daddy? Can you take me for a drive? Let's go, let's go. So I took him for a drive for like an hour and 15 minutes. I did the parkway, we went to the Georgia City, to the airport, we stopped, smoked a cigarette together, whatever it was, took him home, took him home at 6 a.m. I went to Shul after, but it was a memorable event. It was just, he was so happy. There was one time, he was in the backyard, and I have a carpentry shop back there, but I build my own two hands, and I do, you know, side work, whatever, I enjoy it. It's a hobby. He and his friends don't really destroy the place. And Avi knows well, more than once, more than ten times. I go in, I clean it up, put it back together. There was one time, six, eight months ago, he was hanging out with 12 or 15 of his friends. I walked back there. He was like, let's go on a movie. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. So he walked away from all 12 to 15 of his friends. I'm going to move with my father. I'll see you later. Couldn't care less. He wants the parents' attention. Any child, the most important, that's what he's teaching us. The most important friend is not the kid in the street who can destroy him. It's you, the parent, the mother, especially the father, who builds him up, who hugs him, who kisses him, who gives him things that you don't want to give him. Well, you'll give him a... A, a pot grinder. You'll give him a, a, a bomb to smoke to put the water in and they, they enjoy life. They go to the garage and we've had complaints from my neighbors. I personally went to them, I told them the situation, and they were all sympathetic. In the middle of Shabbat, you hear noises, you hear cars pulling up, he's running in the car, he's running out of the car, and he understands now that he's, he's only 16 still. But the fact is, at this point, it's under a year, it's about 9 to 10 months. We've been coming to Avi, Hashem. It's a lot of patience, it's a lot of hurt, but it's it's much better. It's night and day. Now it's day where it used to be night. You don't not sleep anymore. There's no machlov in the house anymore. Everybody is at peace, especially the boy. He's happy now. There's no school involved, but before Pesach, he went into those Ginnizah trucks. My oldest son got on the job. Two weeks straight, I was dying. Because it was freezing cold, he wouldn't say or make a sound of complaint. Not a single word. He was so happy, he was working, he made money. He took the money, $1,200, and blew it in five days. He bought expensive sneakers, he bought expensive shoes, he trades them with his friends in the Bronx. Who knows what he does? But he's happy. He's so happy to be staying home. He has his support. If we didn't give him that support, he'd get the support 
on the street. And there's one thing I'll never forget, Avi mentioned in the beginning when I was here. He talked about Akedat Yitzchak, Abraham Avinu. And he said, Hashem tells Abraham, bring your son. Oh, which son? Uh, the one you love. But I love both of them. He had Ishmael, which we all know what he was. And he had Yitzchak, which we all know what he was. And he said, I love both of them. And I know Abraham Avinu is not lying. He loves both children. He loves Yitzchak as much as he loves Ishmael. And he loves Ishmael as much as Yitzchak. So I knew that was the truth. So what Abraham knew? He knew there was a kid in the house. There was a kid in pain. He knew he was going through whatever he was going through. But he, as a parent, didn't give up on that child. He loved him as much as he loved the Sadiq. He wouldn't give up. And later on, we all know, he would check in on him from time to time. And Ishmael knew that. And why did Ishmael do Teshuvah? Because he had a parent who cared in the end. And that's what it was. It's a parent who cares. He gives his life for that child. And the kid knows that. And he said, and now, these days, he runs to my wife. He, he picks her up. I love you, mommy. I love you so much. You're the best. He's the only child out of my, Baruch Hashem, my six, my six kids. I love you all day. He comes to me. Daddy, have any money? I'm shy a little bit. I'll give him a 20. I love you, Papa. I'll see you later. I love you. I don't get this from my other kids. They're all good kids. I'm not telling you, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from any of them. They're all Baruch Hashem. No complaints. But he's the only one who says constantly, he's not a fear, he's not a, he's not shy from it. I love you, mommy. I love you. He sends you texts. Thanks a lot. You're the best parents in the world. I see his text from some girls that he knows. The girl answers him. Wow, you have the best parents. She's going to say another kid. I wish I had parents like yours. Why? Because we're part of his life. He loves to be home. He goes out. He does go out. He's still growing. He's, he's taking his time. He's going through it. And a month ago, we had a very big situation on Shabbat, in the afternoon. Him and a friend took my mother's car. They drove it. Got into an accident. My son saw the text. His, his phone was going off the hook. He happened to look at it and he saw the text from my, my son. He was in trouble. And I, I walked in. I saw where it was. Me and my oldest son went. It was about a 20 minute walk. We got there. There were cops. I almost fainted. I don't know what's going to be. They're going to arrest him. Who knows what's going to happen? I told I, I begged the cops. He asked me, why should I be nice to your kids? They're going to kill somebody. I said, you're right. Just be nice for one reason. I'm a parent. I'm a father. And maybe one day you're kind of young. You'll be a father also. Have a little mercy on me and my, my children, please. So he did. That night, it was Shabbat. Right away, we called Avi. What do we do? He goes, what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You go to your son. You, you, you approach him. You give him the biggest hug you can, you can do. You take a picture of it. We got your back. No problem. Everything's okay. Don't worry about it. We're with you. Everything will be alright. Don't worry about the accident. We'll take care of it. And that's what we did. And the kid is perfectly normal with it. And Baruch Hashem, he's coming along. He's a happy child. That's when he started working the next day. That's right. The next day he went to work. For two weeks straight. No complaint. Huh? And he said, I want to keep Pesach. I don't want to and, 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 and the biggest surprise to me, one more thing, was on Kippur, uh, and he was trying to keep Kippur with the fast. I'll never forget during the break, it was between 2.30 and 3.30, if I remember. I was learning, and the shoe was too far to walk from my house. So I was there with four or five of my friends who were learning, and I, I looked down the hall, and I see my son standing there, he came to visit me. In the middle of Yom Kippur, he came to visit, I dropped my learning, I, I went for an hour and I walked with him, an hour, whatever it was, he appreciated it so much. 
He loves to be with his parents. His parents are his life. If the parents are not there to support the child, the child will run to other so-called parents and Esav's in the street. And that's where you have to come in. That's where Ali comes in. Baruch Hashem, we have such a man in our midst. And Baruch Hashem for that friend that told us to come to this man to meet such a gadol who, who has the patience and never charges a cent. He helps. He has a fund to help the parents, buy things for the children, to give them gifts, on and on. And uh, I salute you, Ali. Hashem should be with you all the time. Only be successful. This is Avi Fischoff from Twisted Bounty. To be added to my broadcast, please send a WhatsApp request to 718-902-6666.